Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. In today's episode, I'm going back to the basics. What is it really like to be the only girl on the job site? I have been hearing from a lot of you lately, direct messaging me and emailing me, particularly designers, about the challenges they're facing being on these job sites. So I want to talk about this in greater detail so that you can have some strategies in place the next time you walk on that job site. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Over the past couple of weeks, I've received even more than normal emails and DMs from from all of you, in particular, a lot of designers. And I love this kind of interaction. It really does fulfill me to have people tell me what's resonating, have them tell me what their questions are. We go back and forth, we strategize. So if you aren't taking advantage of that opportunity, you might be missing out. So I may regret saying that because I know there are a lot of you listening, but I am here for you. And my goal is to elevate all of us on job sites. So if you do have a problem, if you are struggling with something, you can always reach out to me through email or direct message on social media. Now, I do send out a weekly email, one to homeowners and one to designers every Friday. So if you're not on my email list, I highly recommend you hit pause, go on to my website, www.devignedesign.com, and sign up for my newsletter. I promise there's no spam. All I send is a Tuesday newsletter with this podcast and a Friday newsletter, whether you are a homeowner or a professional. And so if you are a designer, make sure you click the box that says professional because it is different content. And for one designer, apparently last Friday's email, which was about vacations and how you schedule time off during an active construction project, And she was really struggling with it the day I sent out the email. So she and I have been strategizing over how she can plan a vacation in June that apparently her husband is really bugging her for. And and he shouldn't need to bug her. Vacations are critical. They are when I feel rejuvenated. I, I refresh my creative skills. I just breathe differently. And so I don't want designers to be skipping vacations simply because they're doing construction projects. Because frankly, my goal for you designers is to be managing renovation projects throughout the year. So does that mean you skip vacations entirely? Well, good Lord, please don't do that. Your mental health is far more important than any renovation project. I I hope you're hearing me on that. Now, I'm not great about taking a lot of vacations. I do need to improve on that. But they still are a critical part of taking care of yourself and stepping away. And frankly, your clients and your projects will benefit from that. 
So anyway, she and I are working through a strategy of how she can handle it, not only with the contractors, but with the clients themselves. So this is the type of interaction that I've been getting. And in addition to this one woman struggling with a vacation, I have noticed an uptick in designers in particular, reaching out to me about the difficulties they're having with their role on these projects. And that's what I really want to talk to you all about today. I mean, the very essence of this podcast is how to be the only girl on the job site. And I I hope that I haven't gotten too far away from that by going down very specific elements of each project and techniques and skills and things like that. I don't ever want to water down the fact that it is challenging to be the only girl on the job site. Now, my goal with this podcast is to lessen that challenge, but I don't believe I will ever make it go away. And I hope I didn't just make anyone sad because that's not my intention. I just think there is too much. There's too many variables. Every project is different. And I don't want to give you this false hope. And so that's what I want to talk to you all about today. Because one woman in particular said, I can't wait to get so far into my career like you where this is no longer a problem. Okay. Flattering. And I thank you for that. And my role on projects is easier now than it was 20 years ago, for sure. It's easier than it was 10 years ago, but it is not always easy. And I am actually struggling with two projects in particular right now, two small projects, which is the crazy part. And that's what I want to talk to you all about today. I want you to know that I still struggle, but I have strategies and this is what I want to share. So I am working on a small master bath renovation where we absorbed into this funny little walk-in closet to make it a larger master bath. It was a very small space in an older home. The homeowner hired a contractor that I had known of, but have never worked with before. And I thought this was a great opportunity. I have heard of this guy. He's a small team, and this might be great for me going forward. And I looked forward to the project. Now, I'm going to give a little bit of leeway because there have been major pandemic delays, but there seems to be a pretty big disconnect on this project, some of which probably couldn't be helped because of these delays, some of which is a language barrier. This gentleman is not a native English speaker, and some of it is because the homeowner is taking on a larger role in the project. And so there can be some disconnect when I'm not aware that she and the contractor have discussed something. And that is a reality I want designers to hear and a reality I want homeowners to hear. If you are working with a professional, and obviously the contractors are showing up at 7.30, 8 in the morning, you're likely going to be talking with them when the professional you've hired, a designer or an architect, isn't present. And that's cool, right? That's fine. That keeps the job moving along. But then you need to dial in the professional so they're aware as well, so that there's not a doubling up of responsibilities, things get missed, things go through the cracks, you know, all sorts of, you can imagine, issues stem from this lack of communication. And everybody who's been listening to me knows I'm all about communication. So, okay, so let's put that out there. There are some hiccups due to that, and we're compensating for them. And now we all know, so we do check-ins more regularly, and that's a good trick for designers. I check in with that contractor much more than I would on another job 
where the client isn't as involved. Okay. So that is something that I have proactively done to quite frankly, move the job along smoother and to save my own sanity, which has the same value in my opinion. But here's the other thing. I am working with this guy as a professional. So when I'm on a job site, I come with my industry knowledge. I come with my skill set. And obviously, I expect him to come with his industry knowledge and experience. And so there are constantly situations where you're kind of throwing out ideas. Well, maybe we could do it this way, or maybe we could do it that way. I am the type of person, and I would like to encourage all designers to be this way. I am not the one that says it must be this way or no way at all. Occasionally, I might draw a line in the sand, but that's more of an aesthetic line than it is a structural line. When it comes to structural issues, how something can be built, put together, et cetera, I do depend and expect my contractors to speak up. And so in this case, I have done that a number of times. I've said, what do you think of the matter? And he says every single time, whatever makes you happy, ladies. The first couple of times he said that, the client made the decision and we moved forward. Well, he kept saying this comment pretty much every time there was an A or B option. And the thing of it is, it isn't always what makes someone happy. There are right and wrong things to do in construction. There are better practices than others in construction. That's what I was looking for from the professional. And so I spoke up and I spoke up in front of the client and I said, thank you for wanting to make us happy. I am looking for your professional opinion. What is the best course of action in this moment? Now, did he enjoy me saying that? Nope, he didn't. Did I enjoy having to say that? No, I didn't. I don't like pointing out a problem, but I had to make it stop because he was not bringing to the project his skill set, which is what he was hired for. So these are uncomfortable situations that I am still at 29 years in the business dealing with, but I let it go three times, I think, until I said enough. I specifically told him, I appreciated him wanting us to be happy, but we also want what's best practice. What's the best course of action in this moment? And he heard me. And frankly, he hasn't said it since. So designers, I want you to be empowered by this story that you can ask for someone to bring the skills that you have hired them to bring to the table. Now, I understand he likely didn't want to stick his neck out and make a declarative statement. No, it should be installed this way, but he is hired to do that. And so unfortunately, I had to insist that he take on that role. Now, you may be asking, so how are you getting along with the guy, Renee? Honestly, pretty well. I think perhaps me sticking up for myself and the project and saying, hey, buddy, you're here for a specific reason. Why don't you give us your professional opinion? And we now are not having to deal with whatever makes you happy, ladies, which was grinding on me, by the way. So I want designers and I want homeowners to have that confidence to stop something that you aren't comfortable with. Now, could I have made all the decisions on that job site? Yes, but a job site is a collaboration of professionals bringing their knowledge and experience together. But I expect, and you should expect, equal collaboration, and that wasn't happening. 
But my hope is we're on this new footing and we can finish strong. So that's one project I'm dealing with. Another project I'm dealing with is a very large custom build home that I was a team member for uh, about three years. So I was not in charge. The construction company had a supervisor assigned to the project and he was in charge. And we all worked together as team members. Well, fast forward, the homeowner wanted to fit out a custom bar. And of course, we were going to use all the same trades that had been doing the plumbing and electric, et cetera, because they have the historical knowledge of the home, how it was all built. It just makes sense. Now, this is a much smaller project than the totality of the house. And I had never managed these subs on my own. The contractor managed all of that. We worked together constantly. We knew each other well. Hey, how are you? That kind of thing. You know, let's discuss where things are going. But I had never managed them. So lo and behold, I found out that, you know, maybe they don't enjoy necessarily being managed by a woman. And one in particular definitely put up some roadblocks. I was only allowed to contact the supervisor in charge. I was not allowed to contact the electrician directly, which in my world is bizarre, but I'm fine. I'll play along with that. And even with that structure in place, it just was difficult. I would send a text. A day later, I'd get a response. I would immediately respond again. And another day would pass before I'd hear back. Now, again, I know I'm small potatoes in his list, and I get that, but this was a big job for him. And quite frankly, it reflected poorly on him with the client because, of course, I am telling the client I'm trying to reach out to him. It's taking a while to hear back from him. Now, I'm not doing that to be divisive. I am not doing that to throw anyone under the bus. I am just simply communicating facts. So as you can imagine, with this strange, lengthy, drawn-out communication process, The work itself took longer than typical. And of course, it's pandemic. But even with pandemic, it was taking longer. And so I got to a point where it clearly wasn't working for me to be managing this guy. And I reached out to the supervisor of the house, who is no longer on the project. I mean, he helps with punch list items, but he has moved on because the house is complete. And I called in a favor. And I said, listen, I can't get through to this guy. And he said, oh, you know what? I have something on my punch list I need him for too. I'll rattle his cage for you. And this is what I want you all to hear from me. I had established a good, healthy rapport with this supervisor. Hell, I'd love to do another project with this guy. He is phenomenal. And so when I called him looking for help, he immediately jumped to help me. And this is what a team is all about. And he even said, yeah, the guy can be a real pain to get a hold of, but I'll get a hold of him for you. And within two hours, he had the responses I'd been waiting for. So what does that mean? I don't know. Could it mean that the guy doesn't like working with women? It's possible, but that's just supposition on my part. Is it possible that this project is too small for him and he's too busy with bigger projects? 100% possible, but again, supposition. But guess what? Neither of those matter. The point is he took the project. He needed to see it through. And so I want everyone to hear me. 29 years in the business, and this is the BS I'm still dealing with and will continue to deal with because I can't control the contractors or the trades on every single project. 
But here's the bright note, because I know you guys are like, gee, Renee, thanks for killing my Tuesday or whenever you're listening to this. And I don't mean to, but I want you to understand that you are not alone. And sadly, decades in the business doesn't necessarily change it. But what it does change is the strategies and the fact that I don't put up with it. I let the first contractor say, whatever makes you happy, ladies, I think three times. And I was like, that's enough. And then with the other contractor, I called in a favor because I had established that rapport and respect. I knew I could, and I knew he would help me, which he did. So here's what I do when I can. I put together my own teams. I have trades that respect me. I have trades that I work beautifully with. Hell, I have a contractor that I have worked with for probably 15 years, and he's like a brother. Not always in a good way. We do squabble sometimes, and it's kind of funny, and clients will make fun of us, but that's okay. That's the rapport we've built. Can I do that with every project? No, I can't. But when I have a project that I have been able to build that team, I know it will be a smoother project. I know, and I don't mean this the wrong way, I will have to work just a little bit less because I know it's going to be smoother. There's an unspoken language between me and my team. They know my expectations. They know what I like before I have to say it. So homeowners see the value in that and designers sell the value in that. Now, I'm not saying push your team on people because that just won't work. There are times where an electrician and a plumber are lifelong at a client's and you will inherit them. So you will have a blended team, most of your projects, but then you look forward to the ones where you've built your team, your A team, and you know that it will be a smoother project from the beginning. Now, these other two projects, would I call them bumpy? No. But I would say there have been bumps and there wouldn't have been these bumps on other projects. So I want designers to hear me. I get it. I still get it. And I will continue to get it until the day I retire from this crazy business that we do. But it is manageable. And I'm hoping because the women I've been talking to, when I shared my stories, they felt better. They felt, oh, thank God, here I thought you basically got to age out of them as you stay in the business longer. And you do age out of a lot of them, but you also age into strategies and confidence to nip them in the bud or find a workaround or whatever is going to make your project move forward smoothly and maintain your sanity along the way. So I hope this is helpful. I am always happy to share the issues that I personally run into. I just get so caught up in all of the strategies I'm trying to explain and techniques that you need to be working on that I sometimes forget to throw in the, hey, this is what I'm working on. But it doesn't mean there aren't things that I'm working on or there aren't issues on my projects because there are and there always will be. And in the end, I think knowing that it's possible makes it more palatable to deal with in the moment. So as always, if this leaves you with more questions than answers, you know how to find me. Please feel free to reach out. I'm happy to work through whatever specific issues you're dealing with. I can't thank you enough for your time today, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today, and feel free to join me on social media at 
Devigne Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.